0: When I was ordained, first ordained a priest, I served a church in the Diocese of Alabama, a wonderful church, and when I started preaching, um, I did not preach with notes like I do here. I don't have notes, which means that I am able to watch the people, get a feel for the people in the pews as I preach. And that to fast forward to today is something that I miss greatly seeing all of you in the pews as I preach because now, now I don't know when to speed up or slow down or say more or say less. But in my first parish, um, as I would pay attention to the people preaching my sermons, I noticed that a guy, we'll call him Joe because his name actually really is Joe, would fall asleep every single time I preached. So I experimented with other sermon styles. I got shorter and he still fell asleep. I preached a little bit more imaginatively and told a good story and he still fell asleep. And I was worried about it. I thought it had something to do with my sermons until one day when I was leaving the church, he was in the passenger side of his SUV asleep. And he was waiting for his wife who was on altar guild that duty to come out and join him when she finished after cleaning up from Holy Communion and putting all the vessels back up. A month later, um, left and noticed the same thing. Joe asleep in the SUV, waiting for his wife to finish with altar guild duties. And so I felt much better about my preaching because I realized that Joe suffered from hypersomnia, that is, excessive daytime sleepiness. In this gospel reading, Jesus is concerned about excessive spiritual sleepiness, concerned that we are just asleep or bored by the presence of God moving below the surface of our lives and active in this world. We're asleep so we don't feel it or see it or engage it. We need to be more conscious of God and the coming of God. The image that Jesus uses for this is the coming of the Son of Man. The coming of the Son of Man who comes at an unexpected hour, an unexpected time. This is a title that Jesus uses a few times in the four gospels for himself, Son of Man. And it's a startling and lively image. It's actually not an abstract or metaphysical image because it relates to the ways in which God is ever present to us if we were but aware. The coming of the Son of Man, for example, illuminates the coming of Christ in this holy sacrament, these holy mysteries of bread and wine that we receive in Holy Communion. Are we awake, therefore? Are we awake to these mysteries in Christ's presence deep within our own minds souls and bodies as we receive the sacrament this title son of man is is not something that jesus made up it comes from the old testament the hebrew scriptures where it occurs a lot a whole lot actually in ezekiel and daniel in the book of the psalms and it's a a title or an image that means not literally son of man but it means the representative of humanity. It means the human one, as it does in Psalm 8, for example. And that leads to questions about whether or not we are awake and conscious to our our own humanity, our own stories, our own human emotions, our own soul. Stay awake, Jesus says be conscious of the soul within and beyond you. We read this gospel reading on the first Sunday of Advent, a season that takes as one of its major themes, the passage of time, the changes and chances of this life held up against God's stability, God's eternal promises, God's very being, which is the being of love. We also read this gospel reading on the eve of the winter solstice, as darkness gets longer and longer in the season up ahead of us, and we have to wait a long time for more light, for more warmth, for spring and summer come again. So we are in the middle, even in, in the creation, in the world around us in the Northern Hemisphere, we are in the middle of this season, or on the beginning of the season of waiting. Waiting is a normal, ordinary part of human existence. It's also a deeply spiritual part of our lives as faithful people and Christians. I remember that the Bishop of Durham in the 18th century was someone named Joseph Butler, and Joseph Butler, his unique contribution to theology was his fascination with how the natural world and the the heavenly world um, intertwined. His unique contribution was perhaps how revelation builds upon the ordinary, um, the ordinary revelation of God within creation and within our own very human lives. And Butler in his great book, The Analogy of Religion, was trying to to come up with a, a reasonable analogy for eternal life and for for life after death, resurrection. And the best he could come up with, and I find it really, really compelling, is this. He compared it to the experience of, of life before our birth when we didn't exist, to birth. And we're immersed in this new world as we are born. And so he concluded that just as in our birth, that our death, may very well lead us into a higher and more exalted form of existence on the other side of death. Just as our birth immerses us in life and in God's presence in a way we could never predict, maybe death is like that. On the other side is this new state of life that we can't even imagine That is an Advent message because it's about waiting and how ordinary waiting is for human existence. Long before we were born, for millions of years, we were but a dream in the mind of God, and then suddenly we are born, and no one gets to pick, pick one's birth. No one gets to choose when one is born, and then suddenly we are immersed in the cosmos, and into God's presence and into community, we hope. And so too, on the other side with our death, we will be immersed into some form of existence that we cannot imagine, we cannot predict, we know we cannot control. But the promises of Scripture are that it'll be very wonderful, good beyond our wildest imagining, but uncontrollable nevertheless. What all of this means is that waiting, waiting is a normal part of existence. Waiting is a normal part of being a Christian. For what we're often doing, even as we try to live Christ-like lives, even as we try to live lives of, of intelligence and creativity, even as we put our heart into every day that we have, we are always still waiting, waiting for God, to be what we will never be, and that is God, and waiting for God to do what only God can do. Keep awake, therefore.